1: We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett.
2: Thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday, April 11th, and what a beautiful day uh, here in Roanoke Rapids. It is sunny. It's supposed to get up to 70 degrees today. Uh, It was cold this morning. I could not believe how chilly it was, but really within about a matter of about an hour or two. I was amazed at how much it warmed up. And praise God for uh, the another day we have to live and to serve God. And we're thankful that you would take time to be with us on the radio, 95.9 FM. We welcome all of our listeners today. Uh, those on the radio app and those on the podcast, we welcome you. And then those who are tuning in on Facebook and YouTube, we are thankful to have you with us on this uh, beautiful Tuesday uh, in April. I want to say happy birthday today to David. Lewis, a happy birthday to Effie Pearson, and a happy birthday to Sarah Thacker. I hope you folks have a wonderful, wonderful day today, and we thank the Lord for you. Let's be in prayer for our church. Let's pray for a great service tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, our prayer meeting, Bible study. Teens on Target, Master Clubs. We have a missionary that will be with us also, and you will not want to miss the service. It's going to be a great service. And then uh, let's be in prayer for the day on Sunday. Now, uh, I want to just say one more time, praise God for a wonderful Easter Sunday that we had The weather was just perfect. It was a little cool, but it was sunny, and uh, it was just perfect for the Easter egg hunts for the kids. But it was a perfect day uh, to come to the house of God and to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We had great uh, services, two morning services that were full. Uh, Sunday night was a great service, and what a blessing. Thank you to all the folks who worked and served and uh, behind the scenes, those that were up in front, up in the choir, and special music. And uh, it was just a great, great day. Thank you to our nursery workers and our bus workers and those in the sound booth. Uh, Somebody was in this radio room to make sure that you could hear the service on the radio. And so I'm thankful for each and every one of you folks. Uh, Let's be in prayer today. Let's pray for our church. Uh, Pray for our school. Let's pray for our missionaries. Pray for one another, those going into surgery and those with doctor's appointments and procedures this week. Uh, Let's keep those folks in prayer. Well, let's go to a song. And then right after this song, we're going to start a brand new section in Psalm 119. I'm very excited about it. I hope it'll be a help and encouragement to you. Uh, We are working our way through Psalm 119 and I've enjoyed it. I hope it's been a help to you as well. Uh, Let's go to a song. And right after this, we'll get in the Bible.
0: found him in the garden of Gethsemane they led him to a cross which he took willingly for our salvation he laid his life down and his precious blood fell like tears to the ground great is the mercy great is the love great are my many sins but for the blood I'd still be drowning in desperate flood Hopelessly perishing but for the blood I tried to buy mercy with all my goods I tried to earn grace but there's no way I could If I gained the whole world I'd still be lost Shed on the cross Great is the mercy Great is the love Great are my many sins But for the blood I'd still be drowning In this bitter flood Hopelessly perishing But for the blood Are you washed are you In the blood soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Great is the mercy, great is the love. Great are my many sins, blood for the blood. I'd still be drowning in death's bitter flood. Hopelessly perishing but for the blood I'd still be drowning in death's bitter flood Hopelessly perishing but for the blood
2: Amen. Praise God for that song. That was the Clark family, and I appreciate that good song. Uh, Where would we be? Uh, We would be perishing, and we would be helpless and hopeless were it not for the blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Praise God for that great song and that great truth. Psalm 119 in your Bibles, verse number 137. Uh, The first word is the word righteous. And the Bible says, Righteous art thou O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. So we're talking about the Lord and his righteousness, but we're also talking about the word of God and the righteousness of God's word. The word righteous in the Bible, it means something that is just, something that is correct, something that is lawful. The word upright is a very similar uh, word. It means something that is just or something that is correct. I'm so glad that God is righteous. God is just. I'm so thankful that his word is right. His word uh, is correct. His word is true. The Bible says in Titus 3, 5, that it is not by works of righteousness which we have done, but it's according to his mercy he saved us. We don't get saved by being righteous. We, as a matter of fact, we have no righteousness in ourselves. Our righteousness... The Bible tells us in the eyes of God is like filthy rags. Now, sometimes we act self-righteous. Sometimes we think we're good. Sometimes we think we've got it all together. But the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Galatians 2.21, Paul writes to the church at Galatia. He says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. What Paul was saying is if you could be righteous and if you could uh, acclaim righteousness by keeping the law, then Jesus didn't have to come. He didn't have to die. But you can't get saved. You can't uh, claim or, or, or achieve righteousness through the law. Righteousness comes through Jesus Christ. Let me give you another verse, 2 Corinthians 5.21. The Bible says, for he that is God hath made him that is Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin. Jesus, who knew no sin, he became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now think about that. Jesus never knew any sin, but he became sin for us so that we could have the righteousness of God attributed, or accredited to our account. Praise God for the righteousness that we have through Jesus Christ. The Bible makes it clear that God desires for his people to be righteous. Now, we're talking about in Psalm 119, we're talking about the righteousness of God and the righteousness of his word, but we're going somewhere, so so stay with me. Excuse me. (coughs) God desires for his people to be righteous, Romans 6. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Now think about that. God, when he sees us, he sees us as instruments. Now I understand we are God's children. I understand we are the apple of his eye. I understand God loves us and cares for us. Please don't miss the point though. God loves us, but He also He uses us as instruments in His hand. And what a privilege it is that God would use us. Uh, The Bible talks about us being vessels. We're vessels that should be fit for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. But God wants us to be members, uh, uh, instruments of righteousness, not members of unrighteousness, not instruments of unrighteousness. Second Corinthians chapter 6, the Bible says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? You, you see, the two don't go together. But God wants his people to be righteous. That means you're gonna have to you're gonna have to separate yourself from that which is unrighteous, that which is unholy. Titus 2, verse number 12, teaching us That denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Did you know that God has made it possible for us to live righteous or live righteously? God has made it possible for us to live godly. How do we do that? Well, we do that not by our own strength, not by our own power, but we do that by the power of God and the power of his word. Ephesians 6, the Bible says that we should every day put on the armor of God and put on the breastplate of what? Righteousness. you got to put it on. Uh, righteousness does not come uh, accidentally. Righteous does not come naturally. Righteousness comes when we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit of God, and every day we make the decision to say, God, I need your righteousness, and, and I've got to have your righteousness uh, to protect me from the attacks of the devil. Second uh, Timothy, the Bible says, we are to flee youthful lust, but we're to follow righteousness. Second Timothy 3, the Bible says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable. For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in what? In righteousness. So here's where we're going. God is righteous. God desires his people to be righteous. So how does that happen? It happens when we get in the word of God. In verse 137, it says upright or righteous are thy judgments. God's word contains the righteousness and it contains the instruction for righteousness that we need to live godly and righteously in this present world. Noah, in Genesis 7, verse number 1, God says, I have seen the righteous before me in this generation. You see, Pastor, it's impossible to live righteous in this world. This world is so wicked. This world is so sinful. And I agree it is. But can I tell you, it's not worse now than it was in Noah's day. In Noah's day, it was so bad, the Bible says that the thoughts and the imaginations of the heart were only evil continually, and there was one man that found grace in the eyes of the Lord. There was one man that God saw and said, there is a righteous man, and his name was Noah. Uh, The Bible says about Abraham in Genesis 15, and he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Genesis 18, Abraham was talking to God about Sodom and Gomorrah. And in Genesis 18, verse 23, Abraham asked the question, he said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? And you know what the answer to that question was? No. Uh, God had a a way to spare the righteous. God had a way to deliver, to rescue the righteous. The same way it's going to happen on planet Earth, when, when, when the tribulation begins, there will be a rapture. There will be a catching away. There will be a calling up of the saints of God because he has promised that he will deliver us from the wrath and the judgment that is to come. That was kind of a long, I guess it wasn't that long, but it was a longer Bible study than what we normally do on uh, the Winning Side broadcast about being righteous. But here's what I want you to see in Psalm 119, verse 137. Number one, I want you to see the word character. Righteous art thou, O God, uh, and upright are thy judgments. If we're going to be righteous like God desires us to be, we must get to know God and we must spend time in his word. It won't happen unless you get with God. It will not happen unless you get in the Word of God. Say, Pastor, why are so many Christians, why are so many Christians uh, living worldly? Because we spend more time with the world and we spend more time being influenced by the things of the world than we do being influenced by the Word. We must get alone with God. We must get in the Word of God. We must have Uh, to have the righteousness of God in us, it's going to come from the word of God. God is always right. Uh, Upright uh, are thy judgments. God's word uh, is always right. God's work is always right. And God's will is always right. I'll give you just one for instance. For many centuries, people believed that the earth was flat. That, That was just, that was what they believed. That's why when Christopher Columbus set sail across the ocean, there were many folks that said, we're not going to see him again. He's going to fall off the edge. That's what they believed. Uh, And by the way, did you know there are people today that believe that the earth is flat? And uh, you say, well, what do you believe? Well, uh, I believe that the earth is round and I believe it's found in the Bible, in the book of Isaiah. The Bible says, he that sitteth on the circle of the earth. Well, for centuries, man believed differently. For centuries, man believed, oh, it couldn't possibly. How in the world could you have an earth that is round? Of course, it's got to be flat. You know, we're standing on it. But isn't it amazing that the Word of God was right? The Word of God is always right. Uh, Science is catching up to the Bible, not Bible catching up to science. And we would be very wise to build our lives upon the foundation of the Word of God because God is always right. And God's Word is always right. It's always correct. Uh, our opinions are not always correct. Our ideas are not always correct. But God is always correct and his word is always right. Number one, we see the character of God. Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. We'll continue, of course, tomorrow. Didn't get very far today. But I hope it helps you today to realize that we have a God who is righteous. And we have a Bible that is right and it is true. God bless you. Hope you have a great day today.